Telephone this morning is Rob Elliott, who's an ag industry advocate, local farmer, and a member of the Illinois Corn Marketing Board and Elliott Brothers Seed Company. Welcome, Rob. Thanks for including me this morning. Pleasure to visit with you here. Yeah, glad to have you on. And uh, let's start with this week is a big week for for agriculture in Washington, D.C. Yeah, sure is. Um, this week, uh, the National Corn Growers has their what's typically called their Corn Congress uh, week. Um, it, uh, it is when a good portion of the year's activities kind of culminate in our nation's capital. Um, give you a little bit of an outline of what this whole thing's about. The uh, National Corn Growers is, I guess, what you'd call a federation of the corn growing states. And of those, each of those state organizations, their members who are dues paying members uh, also are part of the National Corn Growers Association. So that, that amounts to about 50,000 almost corn farmers from across the country that pay their dues to uh, uh, support the, uh, the association. So this week, uh, Monday and Tuesday of this week, the, what they call the action teams or committees of NCGA uh, meet on Monday and Tuesday to conduct business the organization. And there are committees and action teams that range from uh, ethanol and trade and livestock and uh, all the various entities of the organization, even including uh, membership and uh, outreach. So they all meet this week to conduct business and do updates and that kind of thing. And if folks that aren't part of those typically state associations will spend Monday and Tuesday of this week going to uh, what, what I would call agency type visits so uh, people like EPA USDA FDA uh, those kind of places even maybe an embassy of a foreign country or companies like GM or Ford or Growth Energy or RFA. So it's a busy time on Monday and Tuesday of this week. And then on Wednesday, Wednesday is typically reserved for when most of the uh, congressional folks uh, have gotten to town, got settled in, and they're there. So, uh, for example, the Illinois delegation will, uh, they will visit uh, the majority of all the uh, Illinois congressional folks, as well as uh, Senators Durbin and Duckworth, in each of their office to spend time. Uh, and it's not just lobbying per se, but it's about having a relationship mm-hmm. and doing some education with those folks, and just being there, and uh, they knowing who you are. Many times it's a young person that you meet with. You may not always get the opportunity if they're busy to meet with that particular member of Congress. Uh, so uh, a, lot, a lot of educating to do. And then on Thursday of this week is actually what uh, is called the Corn Congress, where policy discussion uh, takes place and updates on the association with the entire uh, body of folks that attend. So it's a pretty busy week. Yeah, it sounds like it. And uh, I do believe we have some local people who are there, and we're going to get a chance to continue to discuss uh, what happened uh, on site in Washington, D.C. So thank you for the update. Let me ask you this, Rob. As, um, as a farmer, 
it's great that they're able to see congressional reps like Senators Durbin and Duckworth. Are you a little bit uh, concerned that we're um, that Sherry Bustos is not running for re-election, so we have to start a new relationship? Uh, does that have you any have you concerned based on the fact that she seemed like? And please correct me if I'm wrong. Um, that that she was a friend to agriculture. Yeah, you bet. Uh, absolutely, uh, Vanessa. I mean, Sherry Bustos is been in our camp and uh, uh, advocating for us uh, on on virtually everything that we've asked for help on. And uh, as you're well aware, her current current position on this bill, not position, it is her bill on this Next Generation Fuels Act is a, uh, uh, a key priority for national corn growers. It started with Illinois corn. Uh, she's She's helped us immensely, and her staff has been wonderful. So uh, despite whatever party you belong to, uh, she has been a friend. And one of of the things that's happening right now, this Next Generation Fuels Act, uh, it will need to be acted on in this Congress. And with an election coming up, uh, that opportunity will come to an end. It'll have to start over with the next Congress. So that's why... There's foot on the pedal and trying to push, but with so many distractions in Washington, D.C., uh, it can be a challenge at times to uh, um, get the attention of the large body. So, yes, absolutely right. Sherry's been a friend to all of us in agriculture. And the Next Generation Fuels Act uh, leads me into my next question, which is what are our legislative priorities? Obviously, this one is is really got a target on it that uh, uh, we wanted to see some action on. What else are, are we looking at? You bet. Uh, it it obviously is our key priority right now, and the ability to level the playing field down the road and into the future with electric vehicles is really the emphasis there. And uh, we sure hope we can get some kind of momentum going before this Congress is over. And past that, um, several things, but certainly we've we've had with this infrastructure bill. Uh, some funding for Lock and Dam 25 north of St. Louis on the Mississippi. That's a real positive. We need to be sure that that thing carries through to fruition and uh, funding actually does happen. And and then the next step, and one of the things that uh, Illinois and NCGA have been advocating for is is a bit of a shift in the change of how funding takes place uh, with the uh, the, the, the government kicking in, as well as the uh, barge fuel uh, folks kicking in. So there, there's a percentage there that, that may change. But really keeping these lock and dam strong, are, uh, it, it continues to be a long-term priority that, that we keep working on. And then the other part that's probably oh, of, of high priority as we, we look at this next farm bill coming along is where that whole thing lands for the 23 Farm Bill. Um, certainly robust crop insurance as well as uh, market uh, development funds for uh, Grains Council and the like, those are all key priorities. I think probably holding conservation practices and the funding for that uh, in place. Um, a lot of things with Farm Bill and, and that thing will continue to evolve, but certainly discussions going on around that one also. Okay, and speaking of conservation practices, yesterday there was a decision made uh, through the EPA, and if people want to read more about it, they can go to ILCORN. 
org, but an atrazine des- decision was made. Can you tell us more about that? Well, yeah, uh, atrazine, and maybe we, we speak about a couple other things there, too, but the, the EPA put some more stringent requirements uh, on uh, atrazine, which would you can do this, you can't do that. It just makes it more difficult for a farmer to have the ability to, and freedom to use that product as he has in the past. And what's beginning to happen is we're seeing a state-by-state differences appear. Uh, Same thing with glyphosate. We're we're seeing California and others crop up with with those. So, uh, again, a patchwork of state regulations that make pesticide use more difficult all the time is is really problematic. Things like glyphosate and and, uh, atrazine have been staples in our crop protection uh, arsenal that have been not real expensive, but certainly very, very helpful and make everything else work better that we seem to do. So big deals there, and we we hope that doesn't go any further. And and I'll I'll be honest with you, that that's one of the values that uh, advocating on behalf of corn growers does. It's not always... uh, positive things that we're trying to get to happen, but negative things that we can prevent from happening. So there are both sides of the equation that have to be worked on. So, Okay. Speaking of uh, the Illinois Corn Growers Association, uh, they work hard with other countries. You know, kind of remind people what their membership uh, brings to the table. I've gotten to learn a lot about them in the last few months, and uh, they are some busy, busy, hardworking people. Yeah, you know, uh, your checkoff dollar, uh, so, some people question, is there value in, in my checkoff? Uh, most of the associations have a checkoff. Corn has one, soybean has one, beef, pork, every, uh, every all the commodities basically have one. But uh, I, I will tell you, I've, I've watched and been part of a really high fiduciary relationship way in which those checkoff funds are spent and the investment ROI is scrutinized really, really pretty hard. And the one thing that it, it's hard for a lot of us to really to appreciate or realize, as you mentioned, the amount of hard work that has to go into creating positive things in a market. Good things just don't happen. It's It happens because of the efforts of people like Illinois Corn or NCGA or Illinois Soybeans or the like. So um, really, uh, really necessary to be a part of these associations. Checkoff does investment uh, in uh, activities and new uses for corn. And that part, the corn growers side of the equation is more uh, about policy and legislation and uh avoiding overregulation and those kind of things, but certainly your your membership and your investment in the checkoff is really important for all of us. Okay. And um, any other topics as far as priorities for agriculture you see right now, Rob, as we look to hopefully a really good crop? Um, how's the weather been for you? What do you think? 
Um, you, you know, for the most part, our weather here has been pretty decent. Mm-hmm. I won't say it's been perfect, but uh, we, we have a pretty good crop going. We're going into pollination uh, with not weather extremes, temperature extremes. We've got a pretty good moisture recharge over the last, you know, couple weeks or so. So things look pretty good for us. And, and you mentioned other other topics. You know, one of the key concerns right now is uh, prices have backed off of historical highs, but we still have fertilizer and crop inputs at historical highs. So what's causing that? Uh, how, how do we deal with that? Those are all areas that uh, people like corn growers are pursuing, looking into the background of tariffs and things like that that make inputs higher. So uh, certainly inputs and uh, and prices of our uh, crop protection and fertilizer are a big deal. We continue to uh, look at things like lock and dams and the whole supply chain issue and how, how we can, can be, begin to affect that. And probably the one we haven't talked about a whole lot is this whole trade deal. Uh, trade has become so important as emerging world economies have a, a dollar to spend and want to eat a little bit better. So uh, continuing to support that whole trade area where uh, Illinois Corn and NCJ support U.S. Grains Council and and uh, that kind of thing is is important as well. So some other areas that are, are priorities, I guess. Yeah, I can't wait uh, for our next Ag Roundtables. Those will be on September 9th and the Farmer's Breakfast. You bet. Always, always a good time to to talk with uh, folks across the industry, and and uh, and maybe even, oftentimes we help educate our legislators at the same time. Sure, I have one last uh, question, Rob, and and I would say that this is not a maybe a key priority to some, but as a consumer, it's starting to interest me with with supporting and and promoting agriculture. I'm taking a look at farmland throughout the United States and looking at some maps and watching farmland being bought at prices like $17,000 an acre, but it's people from other states who may not be farmers, such as California, as an example. Does this this concern you for for production in the future? Oh, you know, yes, uh, I think it does. And as long as the farm is continuing, the problem becomes uh, cost to entry for young people uh-huh. uh, becomes even that much more difficult. And with higher land values, you have uh, entities with uh, higher higher rent rates begin to develop in a very competitive market. So there are there are ramifications that uh, that happen over and above. So, sometimes looked at by a farmer as it increases his balance sheet if he owns some land, Uh but at the same time, it increases his cost of doing business in many ways. Right. Just wondering about that. That's happening nationwide, not just right here in in Illinois and Warren County. Yeah. Okay. I hope your crops uh, do well. Hope all of our farmers have a good growing season. And uh, anything else you'd like to add on behalf of supporting agriculture? Well, you know, thank you for everything you do, and and I can't reiterate enough that uh, it's not everybody's deal to uh, or it's not their thing to go to Washington DC in some cases but in today's world it is so easy for everybody up and down the road as a farmer 
on their cell phone or email or responded to a text uh, message request for uh, support. It's easy for everybody to participate, and it's so important that we've got a grassroots effort out there with who we are that each of our voices is pretty important. So I encourage everybody to be part of this thing. Okay. Rob, we'll talk to you again soon. Have a good summer. Thank you, Vanessa, very much. That is Rob Elliott with us on 1330 WRAM and FM 94.1. It is 857. Good morning.